Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Be off Twitter for a while. Three, two, one. Welcome to the original Fantasy Football Happy Hour slash Happy Hour betting show. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are merging the two unities together as one in this 1970s, 80s, no, I'm sorry, uh, in this great show that we're going to dissect the NFL divisional round of the playoffs this week. We are joined by Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? Nice to see you back. Nice to see the internet working. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh... It was a fun week. Somebody decided to cut all the high-speed internet lines from downtown to the south last week. They caught them on video. They just rolled up at night with a chainsaw and cut all the high-speed lines. And it took uh, it took the people that are owned by NBC quite a bit of time to piece back together our line. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, Comcast. I have they really Comcast. took a chainsaw to it? They did. It was. Somebody, oh, I, thought, it was I, I didn't realize. I didn't know that's what happened. That's, that's yes. And then somebody cut the lines to the other carriers, AT and T and CenturyLink, going to the north. So there was one hundred and fifty thousand people that were without internet for a couple of days. Damn. Oh, shit. I did not like. I didn't know that was real. Like I, I thought like oh, that yeah. was like. Uh, oh, you thought I was kidding about? No, they. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was watching the video and I was. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you didn't have internet. I mean, I just thought somebody hit a power line. You know, that happens all the time. Somebody hits a power line or storm or whatever. You're, you, yeah, but, no, yeah. they did it like Tuesday night, and it finally was fully restored decently by about 5 o'clock on Friday. Man. Uh, just in time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I cut the cord for cable, and so all my TV, I went to streaming, which has been incredible, unless you fundamentally don't have internet <laughs> and then like i have a picture on social media our cat likes to watch tv so i had to put the news on the phone and put it on the bed for her in the morning <laughs> and she's like watching it like this is mildly acceptable but where's the real tv <laughs> also joining us my buddy here clarkson how are you bud <sighs> doing all right man um just been busy as hell like i said off off camera, uh, I'm going to preface every pick that I have tonight that I've done absolutely no research, and tell me, tell me, or fade me, whichever way you feel like going. Just listen to your heart after I make my picks, and uh, we'll go from there. Listen to your heart. <laughs> We're gut- leaning into the '80s. <laughs> listen to you. Yeah. Before. Clarkson makes his picks. Yep. All right. No, no research, just vibes. No research, just vibes. All right. So before we dive into uh, this week's games, Clarkson and I are going to recap our picks that we made on the show. Um, and prefix by saying Matthew Fox went six and zero in his picks on the website. So both of us should have <laughs> followed him, and we would have won a lot of money last week. Yep. Last week we went seven and five. Um, I'll break down my picks real quick. That. Um, 
looked good at first, and then the world came to an end. But no, actually, I went four and two, I think. Yeah. So the three-team teaser was the Bengals plus one and a half, the over 35 and a half in the Cowboys-Bucks game, and the Chargers plus eight. That hit pretty over one and a half touchdown passes. That was a no-brainer. Uh, the under in the Bills and the Dolphins game, well, that just went down south real fast. Richie James over 47 and a half yards. I picked the wrong Giants to jump on the jump on the back of. Jamar Chase over 76 and a half. That hit. And then, of course, I had um, Mr. Dicker um, over one and a half field goals for the Chargers. And that hit. So that was four and two. Clarkson, uh, send us a recap real quick. Uh, I was texting Ricky, and when Dicker missed that last field goal, uh, that allowed the char- or the Jaguars to come all the way back. I was texting him. I said, "Dude, how pissed would you be right now if that was the second field goal that he attempted, and your bet didn't hit because of it?" I would have been really. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, obviously, if you can do math, Ricky said we went seven and five. He went four and two. That means I went three and three. Uh, my lock hit at least, which was Josh Allen over one and a half touchdown passes, which obviously shouldn't even have been offered. I don't know why it was. Um. Bengals minus six and a half. <laughs> Bengals minus six and a half was another was another W. Um, we snagged that before the line moved to eight and a half, which thankfully it did because they did not cover eight and a half, but they did cover six and a half. Uh, Bucks money line was one of my worst picks of the year, I think. Um, I got convinced by a tweet that Tom Brady <laughs> was going to go for another Super Bowl run this year. Uh, if you listen to last week's show. I'd Seahawks, Niners, over 42 and a half. That hit really easily. The Vikings are frauds. I had them minus three. That was a loss, obviously, because they lost to Danny Dimes and the Giants. And then uh, my last pick, which was the one that I was this close to talking myself out of. He really did. On this on podcast show, last week. He looked at his fucking stats <laughs> and realized that he hadn't hit this number in a while. And he just, you know, he's like, Fuck it, I'm gonna. Whatever was Eckler over rushing, over 92 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. That didn't hit. He ended up at like 50 something. So, whatever. We went three and three, seven and five overall. On to right. on to the divisional round. So I don't think they made enough of this going into the playoffs. Like I thought the Vikings were frauds, which is I was never gonna pick the Vikings. I was all on. Yeah. The Giants also hate the hate the Vikings, but. I didn't realize until afterward that they showed they are the only team that's ever finished dead last in yards allowed and points allowed that's ever had a winning record. I don't think I realized their defense was historically bad. The Vikings? Yeah. Well, you know, another thing I didn't know that I didn't know going into Saturday that if I would have known, I would have bet Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays. I would have <laughs> known that. I would have bet the Jaguars last week. Okay. Thank you. He never, I guess, he never lost a regular season college game. He never lost in the regular season of college, no. He never lost in high school either on a Saturday game. And in the NFL, he only played the one Saturday game. So Two. He's played two so far. I think the last one. Well, the second one was the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now he's undefeated. But he plays this Saturday, so. What's going to give? All good things come to yeah. it. <laughs> I assume that you're betting the Bengal or the Jaguars hard then, right? What what happens when a when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? <laughs> Real quick though, I didn't realize this. I've been waiting for them. I don't know what the delay's been, but the Burrow Allen over on their touchdown passes has been delayed going on to the sports books this week. 
And I might have to throw an extra like bet into my thing, which is going to throw Clarkson for a complete loop here. But I just realized they released Burrow and Allen's numbers. They're over one and a half touchdowns for both of them. Allen is minus 155, which is Dibs. absurd. And Dibs on Burrow. Is no, but damn, <laughs> he's at minus one forty-five. Over one touchdown passes, like that is the lock of luck. Of I've already got too many Bengals bets this week. Like I have, don't worry, Matt. None of them's the money line. So calm down before you yell at me because I know you have the Bills winning this week. But oh, I don't care. Money. I mean, it's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the thing about it is, is my picks, my my picks are based off of of, of statistics that aren't. Your out. money goes to Las Vegas. My money goes to quilting. So, I mean, we both lose. <laughs> All right, we're gonna not dive my into own like quilting. The- just to be clear, <laughs> it's quilting. <laughs> Nineteen seventy, San Francisco. I mean, all right. So we're gonna move right into. <laughs> We're going to move right into the playoffs of this weekend. Like we did last week, we're going to talk about each game. Um, the first game that we're going to talk about is the 3.30 kickoff, and we're talking about Mr. Trevor or Mr. Undefeated on Saturday. Mr. Comeback from 27 points down. The Jaguars traveling to Kansas City. Kansas City is 8.5-point favorites. The over-under is a massive 53 points. Um, Matt, go ahead and kick us off from the perspective of what you think is going to go down in this game. Yeah, so it would be fun to pick an upset. Uh, as a Broncos fan, I have no great love for the Chiefs. The problem that I think you really overcome have to overcome when you're looking at the Jaguars is their propensity, even down the stretch when they were very successful to end the season, they let themselves get down huge, and then they have massive comebacks. It wasn't just that playoff game. That's really been their formula. Even in that game against the Titans, that was a deciding game where the Titans were literally rolling out Josh Dobbs, who had been there with them for 13 days. They let the Titans have a lead and a lead pretty much throughout. Dallas was destroying them before they just flipped the tables on Kansas City isn't that kind of team. This is another one of those games where these teams played in the regular season. Patrick Mahomes rolled four touchdown passes, and they won pretty easily 27-17. to Lawrence wasn't bad in that game, but just didn't have enough. I think Kansas City at home, you know, one of the big advantages Jacksonville had last week is the experience uh, of the coaches. You know, if you were picking a coach that you were going to trust, uh, it wasn't going to be Brandon Staley. But here, Andy Reid is one of the winningest coaches of all time. He's been to tons of championship games, both in the NFC, AFC. Patrick Mahomes has tons of experience. Even Juju and MBS, who are new to that team, have tons of of big playoff experiences because they played in Green Bay, they played in Pittsburgh. So this is the quintessential. I like Jacksonville. I think they're probably a year early. I'm very excited to see what they can do next year when they add Calvin Ridley to what's an already very solid offensive core. I think this game will not be a double-digit blowout, but I think the Chiefs will win, you know, eight to ten points. Yeah, I think that uh, I think the Chiefs. I, I think this could get ugly. You know what I mean? And I'm not happy about it, but I think it could get ugly. Um, I know we we didn't do what we did last week. I don't think with uh, we may have a bet per game. Did we though? I don't really know if I have a bet per game, but because um, I've got some teasers thrown in here. Do I have a bet? I don't even have a bet on this game. I don't think it, outside of it being part of my teaser. So yeah, I've got. Oh, I've you, just got the one. Yeah, you've got uh, the one, which is just you know Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdown passes. Um, you know, I mean, 
for the 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 Jags to stay in, even competitive in this game, Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw the ball, and he's going to have to throw the ball a lot, um, whether it's to ETN or to any of the receivers that he's got. Evan Ingram, I think, is poised for a big day against the Chiefs. I don't think they do a very good job at defending tight ends in space, even though they have one of the best to ever do it in Travis Kelsey. They haven't really figured out how to defend it. Um, so, so I think Evan Ingram is going to be poised for a pretty big game too, but Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdown passes is the pick that I've got out of, out of this one. I don't want to get anywhere close to the total or to the spread. Eight and a half points is a lot, especially for a divisional round game. Um, I yeah, can easily I can see, see like this a backdoor cover here. That would really yeah. piss me off either way. I could, I could see, I could see, you know, the chiefs being up 10 to 14 points with, three or four minutes left in the game. They're just kind of coasting. They punt the ball away to Trevor Lawrence and he comes down and, you know, they score a touchdown to with, you know, a minute or two left and they just kneel the ball out the rest of the game. And, yeah. and, but that 53 points. It's I mean, hard because like, I feel like I like the Lawrence over one and a half touchdowns because I feel like you get that whether the game's competitive or not. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like even if the game's 30 to 14 or 35, 14, you're still going to get two touchdown passes. I think whether it's an early score and a late score, I still think that Lawrence gets over that two touchdowns. I got a little bit of pieces in this game, but I'll go over it here in a little bit just because based off of it's off of a parlay and it's going to, I'll probably use that one last, but yeah, this game is not the 53 and a half. Are there 53 points? I don't love that. I don't love the eight and a half. Even though I do think the Chiefs could win easily by double digits, again, I just don't love the idea of them being up, like you said, 14 points in a random backdoor cover. Um, if you get the number down to six and a half, maybe it's a little bit sexier. You could probably parlay it relatively easy um, to, to get it down even further for the Chiefs to, you know, even if you tease it with the, the Eagles and the Bills, Bengals, however you want to do that, you can get that number down extensively. But the Saturday night game is another uh, – it's a divisional matchup between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, right now, the Eagles are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under sits at 48. Fox, what is your thoughts on the game? I think, for me, it really comes down to how healthy is Jalen Hurts. Uh, because when these two teams met the first time, Jalen Hurts was perfectly fine, going great guns. It was 48-22. to 22. Eagles wasn't particularly close. Week 18, the Eagles had to have it. Hurts came back but was a little on the border of whether he was going to be able to play. It was a 22-16 to 16 game, but Giants didn't play any of their starters. I actually thought if the Giants went the other way and played all their starters, they probably would have won that game and might have shifted the balance of the NFC playoffs. Um, you know, because as we've seen, then 49ers would have been the one seed. Dallas would have had an opportunity to get a higher seed. I thought it was interesting they decided to rest, probably because they thought they had a decent chance to get in and face them in the playoffs and maybe wanted to see what they can do. Hertz says he He's pretty close to 100%. Um, he played in week 18. They got another bye week. It's now been five weeks since he, he got injured, which bodes well. I think the Eagles have too talented a roster. Um, I like Brian Dable probably better if we're talking about uh, which coach do you trust more. But the Giants 
have been playing um, above the roster that was given to them all season long, and they did that masterfully against the Vikings. But the Eagles' defense is not the Vikings' defense. The Eagles' defense wasn't a defense that you threw all over and ran all over all year long. They were pretty fierce at times. I think that's going to – and it's – you know, playing in Philly is never easy. That is a fairly hostile crowd. So I'm – I would love to see the Giants. I love Brian Dable, but I'm taking the Eagles. It feels like the Cinderella story is done here, right? You know what I mean? It feels like this. I hate the the Giants with a strong passion. Um, Nobody in this world hates the Giants more than I do, but nobody (laughs) would be happier to see the Giants win more than me. It's a very weird dynamic here, okay? Don't ask any questions about how anything I just said happens or works in your head, but – I I don't I don't love this game from a betting perspective either. It's kind of weird that I don't, but there's a few things I do like, and I know Clarkson has a couple plays in this game as well, but I'll kick it off with mine first. Mine's a little bit heavy on the juice. I don't always go to minus 185, but you know, Clarkson and I talked about we do go that high sometimes when we play baseball. But uh, minus 185 is a little high, but it's still getting you points for points. You're getting some good dollars in return depending on how high you go with it. But Graham Gano over one and a half extra points. Um, like I said, the juice is heavy. I don't normally go this high, but I love this bit quite a bit. You're going to sit there and tell me that the Giants aren't going to score two touchdowns in this game. I think you're crazy. I really do think that this game is going to be semi-close. Um, this has the same feeling as the Jaguars and Chiefs does, where it comes down to, I think you're right, the, the Eagles are a far superior team from top <clears throat> to bottom, but I still think it's going to be a competitive-ish game. Um, it's all going to come down to Daniel Jones and how he plays. Um, and I think Saquon Barkley plays a big factor in that as well. But um, the Eagles are – they're, they're rested, I believe. Um, you know, Jalen – it's all going to depend on Jalen Hurts too, how 100% healthy he is, like Matthew Fox said. But Gano over one and a half extra points. It's a little juicy, but I like it. Clarkson, I know you got a couple of plays here. What do you got? Yeah, a couple of the picks that I've got from this game. I actually have three total from this game. Um my first one is Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown score. He's, uh, I think that's minus, minus 120 the last time I checked. Yep. Um, they get anywhere close to the end zone. They're not giving the ball to Miles Sanders. They're not giving the ball to Boston Scott. Jalen Hurts is getting a lot of goal to go rushing uh, opportunities, especially if they're on the goal line. They love to line up that, that QB sneak and push him across the end zone. Um, uh, my second pick from this game. Uh, and it was, uh, I wanted to go just rushing yards on this. I really did, but I really, I thought his, his total was going to be maybe in the low to mid eighties and I was going to hit it. But my, my next pick is Saquon Barkley under 99 and a half rushing and receiving plus receiving yards. The giant or the, the Eagles front seven, probably until about week 12, 13 was they were they were getting run all over. Then they went out and signed. They signed Sue and um, who's the the nose tackle? That's yeah, they got somebody else. I'm trying to remember. God, what is his name? He's the one that actually starts for them now. Um, but anyway, ever since you know they've they remade their front their uh, defensive line with those two you know late season signings, they've actually been pretty good against the run. Um, I know, you know, this might be a little bit scary just because, you know, Saquon does get out in space, you know, 
short throws, screen passes, that kind of thing is worked into that offense. But you can't tell me that Saquon Barkley is going to bust out 100-plus yards rushing or and receiving combined in this game. I just don't see it happening. You know what makes me mad? I saw that because whenever you go to parlay, you can like you can't parlay the over under of the rushing receiving yards on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. But on DraftKings, if you if you go to the bet, you can get the under 94 and a half if, if you parlay Barkley with something in that. But it's crazy to me that you can go that high, but you can't get the over under receiving yards on DraftKings. It's kind of annoying. I think you're talking about Robert Quinn, and he's an end. Yeah. No, there was another <laughs> Their two tackles tackle. are Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, who they've had all season. Robert Quinn, they got they acquired midseason, and they do have Indomitian Sue. Yeah, so. But, yeah. Um, you got one more in this game, Clarkson? Uh, yes. Linvel Joseph is the guy I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, my my, this is actually my lock of the week, um, and it's a it's a huh, it's the same game parlay on uh, on this Eagles Giants game. It's Eagles minus two and a half, and Eagles race to five points. It's and it's minus one twenty, and it, even if even if you do Eagles money line, I think it's at minus one forty. But I know it's it's very dependent on who gets the ball first, obviously. But uh, I'm banking on you know the defense coming out, getting a stop if they do give the Giants the ball first, or the Giants winning the coin toss and deferring in the second half and letting Jalen Hurts get the ball first. And I think if that happens, they're going to come out and try and make a statement. You know, there was a whole thing at the at the end of the season, like. Oh well, the, do the Eagles really want to be rested for a week, or they want to take a week off? They look kind of rusty in their last game, and blah blah blah, all that stuff. So, I can't tell you how much I love this parlay, <laughs> which means, and like I said, I didn't do any research on any of these picks. This is one hundred percent me just being like, "All right, whatever, let's do it." <laughs> Young for vibes this week, baby. <laughs> All right. So, Ricky, I looked it up. Two games against the Eagles. How many extra points do you think Graham Gano made? <laughs> <laughs> Probably one. Three. Three. <laughs> I need two. I he, had, two. he had two when they got blown out. He only had one in the game that was competitive. So, well, I guess you're rooting was, for a blowout. It was competitive, but <laughs> – Davis Webb or whatever the fuck his name was, quarterback. They scored so. 16 points? Yeah, but they're field goals. Well, yeah. so your bet's extra points. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Two touchdowns yeah. is happening. Easily, you know, easily two touchdowns is happening. You know what? You know what? what honestly. Dicker, Dicker did me real good last week. You know what's going to be hilarious, also, though? Yeah. Is, is, is when um, – is when Greg Gano comes out here and makes everyone forget about the Brett Maher game. Yeah, and just fucking misses like. <laughs> now, that was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. He wasn't just missing him; like he shanked a couple of those, and then he pulled the third one. Fucking Madden, bro! Like they missed four. Like, yeah. It wasn't even that windy. Um, 
All right, let's hear. All right, so we got all it's our picks. Florida, you might as well have been in the dome. <laughs> all right, let's see here. We are moving on to, in my opinion, probably the most competitive game of the week, um, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Buffalo Bills. A partial rematch, I guess you could say, partial rematch of the first game back. Um, the tie or the canceled game, whatever you want to call that game, the canceled game that never happened, even though the Bengals were ready to steamroll them. Um, they were up seven to three in the first quarter, getting ready to score again before the game got stopped. We all know what happened from there. But as of right now, from your side of the 50, because that's where they were when the game got suspended, they were, they were driving. I'm pretty sure they were driving on that. I thought I hadn't even crossed midfield. They were driving. We're going to just say they were driving for the sake of I'm just saying they're driving. But it was still 7-3. to three. They were manhandling them on the football field in the first quarter. And that's what we're just going to leave it with. After that, <laughs> we're going to go. The Bengals plus 5.5. I mean, I'm sorry. The Buffalo Bills are favored by 5.5. The over-under sits at 48.5. Um, I already know you love the Bills, but what do you think about the game overall? Do you consider it a close game? What are you thinking, Fox? Well, first of all, I think it's impossible to try to figure out what the emotional state for both teams is going to be because we know it's already been a lot for Buffalo, but a real underrated thing is Cincinnati was there too. And, you know, we know it took a big toll on T Higgins for reasons surpassing human understanding. People blamed T Higgins for what happened, which is just ridiculous. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Both these teams have to be a little weary of playing each other right now. It's not it's not like this was three months ago and now they're getting this was no. like three weeks ago, literally. Yeah. Um, you know, the only saving grace is in a different stadium, Man. I guess. But yeah. I think it's gonna take a huge mental toll on both teams. I think we saw that in the wild card round. In addition, what concerns me for Cincinnati is they spent a lot of time last offseason addressing their Achilles heel, which was the offensive line. And they actually did a pretty decent job, even though at points I and others didn't think the acquisitions they made were that great. They actually really put it together. They had a little bit of struggles on opening day, and Burrow had that huge turnover game. But they really put it together, and they had incredible continuity. For 15 games, they had the same starting five in front of them. In the three games since, they have lost one starting offensive lineman every game, including in that wild card game, losing their 
starting left tackle who dislocated a kneecap. He's not the first starting lineman who has dislocated a kneecap. Apparently, Alex Kappa, their guard, who is not going to be available, has dislocated both of his kneecaps this season. So I would like to know what Dan Campbell has been doing to that offensive <laughs> line. He went from biting to just dislocating the kneecaps. Apparently, that was the new strategy. But that took a noticeable toll. You know, I think at one point in the broadcast, they were talking about how they had thrown essentially nine button hooks to Chase, to Jamar Chase, which, you know, if you're playing PPR league, you were really excited that he was getting all those receptions, but it was definitely took the top off their, their offense. And that was against a defensive line that's okay. I think Buffalo has a little bit better pass rushers. Joe Burrow is one in seven career if he's been when he's been sacked five or more times. That the one the one that he did win was against the fucking Titans because the Titans <laughs> I know, but that doesn't seem like a great sign because getting to five sacks is not impossible to believe. I think this game is going to be close. I think there's no world in which this is a blowout. I would be shocked if either team got blown out. I think it's going to be close. Josh Allen has his own issues. They, despite Tony Romo's effusive praise last week, he was turning the ball over at what I would consider to be an alarming rate, and that's what kept a kind of second-tier Dolphins offense in that game. No offense to the Dolphins, but Skylar Thompson, no one thought they had a chance. And the fact that they had a lead was really down to turnovers. So I think both these teams come in a little bit rattled, which you you saw that final week of the regular season, and you saw it because for as much as we like to talk about that big Buffalo win over – New England, they were within five points in the fourth quarter of a game where Buffalo got gifted two touchdown returns for uh, for Neheim Hines. So I think this one's close. I still think Buffalo ends up getting the win. Um, but both these teams are very talented. Well, I think in your Dolphins analysis, Fox, that you're missing is that rookie seventh-round quarterbacks – is the new market inefficiency? <laughs> Look, I will say I mean, this Another thing to take note of: but Josh Allen got sacked seven times last week too. Seven times he got sacked seven yeah. times. He fumbled Which, three times. Lost can we the reflect? One. Why did Miami fire their defensive coordinator today? Are you blaming know. that entire game on the the defense? <laughs> I, I have to be honest. The defense kept you in that for a long time. Friends. They scored. They fumbled or recovered a fumble for a touchdown. Yeah, they yeah, gave him a lead. I understood the Vikings firing their defensive coordinator today. <laughs> totally on board. Greg Roman getting fired in Baltimore. Totally on board. Miami. We had all of our problems where our defense were going to fire our coordinator. Yeah, it's no crazy. They had seven sacks. They forced three fumbles on Allen. One of them was a loss, and then had two picks. Like it's crazy. To me, just to look at that, which I also think is another thing that could hinder Buffalo this week is get the pressure. Um, but I'm going to leave this one because I only have like one, two, three, four, four, four Bengals picks. And I might throw another one in here. I'm going to actually I'm going to I'm going to cheat and I'm throwing in another pick in here. I'm taking Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes. Damn it. I'm throwing I'm, the flag. I called dibs <laughs> on that pick. We Fox can, heard it. We'll have our first ever. We'll have our first ever joint pick together. How about that? <laughs> we are joint over one and a half touchdowns. But if it misses, it's your pick. Uh, but no, <laughs> like I slid that in there. Didn't you? Fair enough. All right, no, all right. So here are my picks for this game. Um, 
I'm telling this, it was seven to three in the first quarter. The Bengals looked good in that game. Okay. First things first, the Dolphins scored 17 points in the second quarter against this team. Okay. That's the first thing. So give me the Bengals over nine and a half first half points. Um, I like that bet quite a bit. Honestly, I, I love it actually. Um, the other bet that I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Bengals over two and a half touch total touchdowns in this game. Um, if you told me that you could get the Bengals over two and a half touchdowns and the money line would be plus money, I think you're out of your mind. Um, it's plus 105. Um, the, the juice is absolutely, it's absurd here because you can get Buffalo at my, over three and a half touchdowns at, at plus 140, which is, which is very weird. But the Bengals are plus uh, 105 with over two and a half touchdowns. They're, they're going to clear that with ease. I think this is going to be a very, very high scoring game. Wouldn't blame you if you looked at the over at all in this game. Um, so that's two picks in this game. My other pick in this game is going to be, I have a three-team teaser um, with the three games that we've already talked about, so now I can give you that play. I got the Bengals. This is this hits at minus 143. Yes, minus 143. You can get this. The Bengals plus 15 and a half. Kansas City, Jacksonville over 42. And the Giants plus 21. That hits you at minus 143. I like that quite a bit. I think the Giants can easily... That, that's just too easy covers for me. The only one that concerns me there, I think, is the Jacksonville-Kansas City over. But I really feel like 42 points is not a lot. You get, you get 11 points off of the total that it is right now. So I like that quite a bit. And then I've got... Uh, I got one more play, but I'll combine it with my next game. Because uh, it, it's a teaser between two games. Shocker. I got a lot of teasers going on here. But... Um, uh yeah uh i think that's all my picks for this game what about you clarkson i know you got one in this one right yeah i've got one it's another same game parlay um and it comes I in at plus my one. Oh, my <laughs> it comes in at plus 110 um basically like i said this is all vibes for me i just took the lowest total for jamar chase and stefan diggs parlayed it together and it's plus 110. So it's Jamar Chase over 69 and a half receiving yards and Stephon Diggs over 64 and a half receiving yards. Put it all together, let it mesh in there, let it gel all gel together and just and just take it. You know it's crazy whenever I saw that, I was like there's no way this is plus money. <laughs> because I mean, I can it, like Diggs Diggs over 70, basically just say both of these guys over 70 yards in this game, that to me is like a no-brainer. Like I just Yeah. I feel like it's a no-brainer to me, and I just, you know, when when Chase, you know, goes down, scores a touchdown, the first drive gets about fifty yards on the first drive because the, I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I'm feeling the Bengals this weekend. I'm feeling the Bengals quite a bit. I I don't feel them enough to recommend them as a bet, but you know, I really do like them this week. What are, what is their what is their money line right now? What is their money line? It's got to be plus two something, right? Plus two hundred five. That's kind of sexy though. Kind of sexy. I really like Joe Burrow this week, and I do know that Matthew Fox made a very convincing argument about their offensive line. But it doesn't matter when you don't have an offensive line; you can just throw the ball in under thirty seconds or three seconds, not thirty seconds, under like point three zero three seconds. But um, I like uh, the Bengals a lot. Not enough to bet on the money line, but um, if you sprinkle on it, I wouldn't blame you. Now we're going to talk about Matthew Fox's favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys. You would think that he's a Broncos fan, but I promise you deep down he is a Dallas Cowboys fan as well. And I think that's just based on the pick. I think he picked the Bang Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, right? Cow Cowboys Bills are still alive for you, right? That was last year. 
Oh, what was this year? <laughs> I have to remember it. I think it was the Rams. Oh, shit. We all fell down that rabbit hole. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It was either the Rams or the Buccaneers, because I thought those were going to be the two best NFC. Man, how teams. reality hit us really fast this year. Uh, that being well, said... I... go back to August, a time when the Rams <laughs> looked like they had all the pieces together. and Right. They were going to repeat, baby. I mean, uh, but we got the 49ers who are four-point favorites at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, The over-under on this game is sitting at 46. Uh, Fox, give us some thoughts of the game. I mean, first off, I'm just excited that Clarkson wore his Trey Lance hat. Um, It seems (laughs) fitting for... (laughs) Washed. Um, You know, Brock Purdy has been better than anybody could have hoped for he's 6-0 as a starter including uh, a big three touchdown day last week in the wild card game uh dallas had me a little worried um with the way they played to close the stretch of the season whenever you get blown out by sam howell uh in your last game of the regular season it's <laughs> definitely a cause for concern Dak seemed to be a one-man turnover machine the defense was letting a lot of stuff go. They seem to have kicked it into gear and realized it was the playoffs, um, except for Brett Maher. He would he had not yet realized it was the playoffs. The fact that they put another kicker on the practice mm-hmm. squad and are talking about making him the guy they elevate from the practice squad mm-hmm. should uh, should make everyone concerned for this game. There's a real disparity in rest because the 49ers played the first game on Saturday and were able to kind of cruise and take their foot off the gas a little bit at the end. Cowboys played Monday night football, so it was always going to be a short turnaround, but that's kind of a, that's a, a disparity. You're on the road. I think both these teams have potentially explosive offenses. They're both talent-laden all over the field. The 49ers have two great running backs, two great receivers, and George Kittle. Uh, they've had a really great offensive line. Dallas's line's coming together, which is great. Tyron Smith being back is a huge boost to them. They have a couple of good running – well, they have a great running back, and they have Zeke. Um, <laughs> and they have a, a really great receiver. I was excited to see the way that Dalton Schultz and Gallup got involved. Uh, last week for Dallas because it's been weird to watch this offense seemingly stall at times. Um, Dak looked really motivated and focused. If he does that again, there's potential because San Francisco's defense had been incredible all season. They really gave me pause last week in the first half watching how Geno Smith kind of picked them apart. Ken Walker ran all over them for quite a while in the first half, probably would have had a 100-yard day if they could have committed to the run. DK Metcalf destroyed them. Ten receptions, had a couple of touchdowns, looked really good. That was something that was very surprising because San Francisco's defense is what I thought was going to make a huge difference. But ultimately, if you're looking at the small things to make a decision, because I think this is going to be a competitive game, 49ers are at home, and I would much rather bet on Kyle Shanahan than Mike See, McCarthy. That's where I'm not 100% certain. And the only reason I say this is this. My biggest problem going into this game is Kyle Shanahan is over – he's not running the ball enough. He's trying to – and I understand that Brock Purdy has looked good. You know what I mean? My guy has two-plus touchdowns in every start that he's had. He's got six touchdowns, zero interceptions. He looked kind of rough in that first half. I know maybe we could talk about the jitters, but the pass rush, the pass rush of the buck or of the of the, the the Cowboys is a lot better 
than Seattle's. If they get to Purdy early, I really think that he could be easily shaken up. Now, he did bounce back in that game. He looked a little bit better. But I think last week was probably by far the worst game Purdy started. He finished a little bit better in the second half or whatever. But I think they played a little bit underwhelming. You're right on the defensive side of the ball. It's a coaching battle of two coaches who I think outcoach themselves in their heads. You know what I mean? Shanahan has been known to outcoach himself on his own sidelines. And then, of course, McCarthy is. I'm not saying I totally trust Kyle shenanigans, but <laughs> are you betting on Mike no, McCarthy? I'm not betting on Mark McCarthy. <laughs> are you betting oh, on really? 28, Mr. 28 to 3 himself, Dan Quinn? Yeah, exactly. But my problem is, is it's like I, I, I forgot really- Dan Quinn was their defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> and are you he's getting head coaching Jerry, interviews again are you betting on jerry jones illegitimate son kellen moore see that's the thing this is where i struggle these if, like if, if you look these might be the two worst coaches left in the playoffs and it's crazy to say that because they're good coaches they're just bad playoff coaches and that's the thing that's the thing they're not terrible head coaches they're probably up in the upper echelon of coaches in this but i have to be honest i'm not sure zach taylor's a good coach i don't like zach <laughs> i don't disagree with but i think that he makes better decisions he made better decisions last year in the in that chiefs game than i gave than in a, like in a million years i would have ever thought he did now he did struggle a little bit in the super bowl game but i think they just were out talented there as well but that said I I go I don't I don't have anything to bet on this game like money line I I don't know I think this is a toss up this if there's a game that I really feel like I have no pulse of what the fuck's going to happen this is at the top of the list because I think the 49ers can win and I think the Cowboys can win I think this could come down to who has the ball last I have more faith in Dak than I do Purdy but I have more faith I think if it comes down to time management in Shanahan, then McCarthy. But I don't have faith in Shanahan to run the fucking ball when he needs to run the ball. You literally have the best, maybe arguably, the best running back in football on your football team. Give him the ball 20 times. And then you have Elijah Mitchell, who's probably, what, maybe a top 15 to 20 back whenever he's healthy? Like, he looked really good last year. It's so like you have the option to run the ball. Don't put it all on the seventh round pick. He was a seventh round pick for a reason, folks. Okay, let's calm down. But I'm, I got a little, got a little heated. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna calm down a little bit now. But if the Bills and the Cowboys win back to back on Sunday, I'm gonna have to take one day off because <laughs> my joy will be overflowing. I I don't know I I don't know. First off, we're gonna dis- disregard your comment. It's gonna be the Bengals and I. But the thing also, when it comes down to it, I hate the fucking Cowboys. My dad was a Cowboys fan. Like fucking. I mean, shit. the good news for you is the Titans hired the right general manager, so if you can end up with Trey Lance and Malik Willis in a suck off in Tennessee next year. <laughs> No, so, no. I just need. I can't wait for like the Colts to trade three first round picks for Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? I, you know that's bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just gonna happen. Brad no, Super Bowl no. They're the, gonna trade. They're gonna trade three picks for Derek Carr. I don't know. What you're they're doing. gonna trade up with the Bears and take oh, Will Levis first overall. Just, let's mute. <clears throat> Why is Will Levis just on a tangent? Anyone projecting him to go first overall? Uh, because he's God's gift of football. What are you talking about? You're talking to a Kentucky fan, Matt. <laughs> Kentucky fan. So let's 
Just remember that. I'm going to forgive you because you're wearing that Trey Lance hat. <laughs> All right. Before okay. b- before we get get too far away from this game, well, first of all, I thought of a joke that's really going to piss Ricky off. Um, and it, it, it popped into my head about five or six minutes ago when you mentioned Sam Howe. And uh, oh, vanilla midget. it's going to be hilarious. Hang on a second. So what – I have a nickname that I like to call Ricky every once in a while. It's actually Stan Howe because of how much he loves Sam Howe. Um, so he's all aboard the Sam Howe train with uh, with the Washington Commanders. Um, so that that's where I'm going with that. Anyway, uh, my I only have one pick in this game. It's Brandon Ayuk over 55 or over 54 and a half receiving yards. Um, Purdy loves to hit him across the middle. I don't know what it is. I mean, it seems like he just gets open across the middle on every single passing play. It doesn't make any sense. I think he had like two or probably three or four completions to him for, you know, 15, 16 yards. Three for 73. And every single time it was a crossing route over the middle that Brandon Ayuk took, you know, had, you know, 10 to 15 yards after the catch every time. So. I think if they hadn't started blowing Seattle out, he would have had over 100 easy because yeah. he was tracking. They just didn't have to. It's crazy. I remember seeing Brandon Ayuk. He was at the Senior Bowl, didn't play because of injury. And then, of course, that injury kind of caused him to trickle down into the draft. And I was like, that guy's he was probably one of the better receivers in that draft. And so many teams, including the Packers, who they've passed up on literally every receiver known to man. But, all right. Not, so Not your boy, Christian Watson. <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, look, when you're catching passes from Mr. Washed himself, Trey Lance, you know what I mean? You get put in the forefront of the draft circles. So, um, all right, that being said, I'm going back to a well that I hit last week. That's Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns. Um, he said this in seven straight games, including tossing three back-to-back games. Um, the Bucks, no matter what happened, the Bucks did drive the ball down the football field pretty well against the Cowboys. They just couldn't score. You know what I mean? It sounds like Tom Brady's love life as of late. But, you know, it's just it's rough to see it kind of unfold. But um, that's my first pick. My second pick of the game is a parlay between two different games. You have Debo Samuel over 50 total yards. Uh, that's rushing receiving. Did anybody watch Debo Samuel last week? Like he absolutely shredded the, um, for the Seahawks last week. He had 32 yards on the ground, 133 through the air. Or through the air. Uh, yeah, um, uh, receiving. But uh, I love that a lot, 50 yards. And then you pair that with Joe Burrow over 250 passing yards. Debo's healthy. Burrow's averaging 270 on the year. If the Bengals win, it's on Joe Burrow's arm. If they lose, it's on Joe Burrow's arm. I think either way he gets to 250 here. You get that at minus 130. So I like my bets quite a bit. Normally we go through a recap, and uh, we're going to do that anyway. Go ahead and Clarkson. Before- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So just going through the games, first pick uh, was from Jags, uh, Jags Chiefs. Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdown passes um, from the the Eagles Giants game. You got Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown scorer. You got Saquon Barkley under ninety nine and a half rushing and receiving yards. Uh, and then my my lock of the week is going to be the Eagles minus two and a half parlayed with Eagles race to five points um, from the uh, Bengals Bills games. I've, I've got that parlay same game parlay. Jamar Chase over sixty nine and a half receiving yards. And Stefan Diggs over 64 and a half receiving yards. Uh, that's at plus 110 plus money there. I love that bet. And then the only thing that I've picked that I've got from uh, the, the last game, the, the 
Cowboys Niners is going to be Brandon Ayuk over 54 and a half receiving yards. All right. My picks of the week were Debo over 50 total yards plus Joe Burrow over 250 passing yards. Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdown passes, three team teaser, Bengals plus 15 and a half, Kansas City, Jacksonville over 42, Giants plus 21. Um, Bengals first half over nine and a half points, Bengals over two and a half total touchdowns, Graham Gano over one and a half extra points. And our joint pick of the week is Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes. Do you see what I did there? Joint pick of the week hmm. you know what i mean so matthew fox before we go give us your three pick, or four picks of the weekend so that we can bet those together and win us a lot of money my cards are the night by us yeah <laughs> i gotta i mean i gotta keep my undefeated streak alive uh it was very tense uh a couple of points last week uh to make yeah it. when the jags were down 27 to nothing i'm sure it was <laughs> yeah well <laughs> I, I wanted to screenshot because I was like, yeah, I picked the Jags. I'm not happy at it. And Ricky's like, oh, I picked the, the Chargers. They're just a superior team. And I thought about that as I watched the second half. And I was like, they are a superior superior. But, hey, you know what? It was all Joe Lombardi's fault. I'm glad they fired that button. He, called the, he ran the defense. Did you know that? You know, while calling the offensive plays, he also ran the – oh, wait, that's the – They they fired their QB coach too, didn't they? <laughs> Of course, yeah, did. yeah. It was all Justin Herbert's fault. I don't know if you saw, but that that guy couldn't hit the broad side of the. Bo- oh wait, I forgot Justin Herbert played free safety for them. I, I didn't uh, anyway, I am taking the Chiefs. Sadly, uh, early, um, you know, I love the Giants, but I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. There was never a doubt. Um, they were my preseason Super Bowl pick, and I'm going to ride the coattails of my personal hero, Josh Allen, uh, until he lets me down, uh, which <laughs> might be sooner than we realize. Uh, and then in the most heartbreaking pick of the week, I also took the 49ers over. You're, you're in my Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you what's funny is the Chiefs are rooting so hard for the Bengals this weekend. It's not, even, it's not that they really want to play the Bengals. They just want to, don't want to play – the Bills on a neutral field, like that's just what they don't. Oh, want. I 100% disagree because they've lost three straight the, times to the, the Bengals. Bay, the Bay cannot beat the Bengals. The Bengals have their number. I think they'd much rather. But then again, neutral field. It's in Atlanta. That's flat surface. They're fast on pace. I don't know. I think that benefits. But that game might be like 70 to 70 at the end of the day. Honestly, though. Yeah, but. I think the the most heartbreaking thing is all those fans still won't be able to get a Chick Fil A out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> real that is really fucking heartbreaking um now you know i'll tell you what i love atlanta's stadium their stadium because they have like their their concession prices are so cheap like they're so cheap like i wish all football games were like that but that being said before we get completely off the rails in this podcast um like we already haven't um by the way if you parlay all of matthew fox's picks together um he took all the heavy favorites here which is crazy to see, but uh, plus 196. So if you want to fade him, pick everybody else. But uh, it, it feels kind of weird to take ones and two seeds, but I mean, the, the top four seeds in the AFC all prevailed. Um, the top four seeds in the NFC prevailed because the Vikings don't exist. So <laughs> any chance for him to throw a Viking joke on the way out the door? Follow Clarkson on Twitter at ChrisClarkson91. Follow my buddy Fox over here for in all of his entertainment humor over here at Nighthawk7734. Follow me at Ricky Villar underscore. Make sure to tune in to all of the content coming out at the Music City Drive-In. Thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll be back, unfortunately, for your ears next week.
Waiting for the stunning move of Cousins back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.